Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to another Pure Fandom Podcast, Brad Court Talk. I'm Brad. And I'm Court. You are now entering the picturesque seaside town of Bristow Cove. Mermaids abound, but have a care because they have no time for male shenanigans. Now, we don't really know that yet, do we? We th- Oh, we, we know that. There could be a male mermaid somewhere. I don't... We'll f- maybe we'll find out later well, on in life. Let, let's say human shenanigans. Human shenanigans. I like that. Okay, besides yeah. being the premiere of Siren, just what is special about this day? Well, in case you didn't know, today is International Mermaids Day. International Mermaids Day. That's pretty yes. cool. So what do we do? We dress up as mermaids and flop around on the ground because we're not in water? Well, my niece does that anyway. Like okay. she'll take her pants and she'll put her legs in, um, you know, one leg and she'll walk around and move around like that because she's fascinated with mermaids. Or you get one of those mermaid blankets. Like I was trying to make one. I'm not that good. Is your niece going to watch Siren? And not she be absolutely will be watching Siren, except it's a, little, it's a little scary. It is a little scary. All right. Before we get into talking about this show, we just want to remind everybody to check us out over at purefandom.com, and you can find our full playlist of recaps and interviews over there and at soundcloud.com as well. Also, be sure to check out some of the other great writers at Pure Fandom. If there's a show or movie you love, someone over there is writing something amazing about it and court. How can the good people reach us? Well, you can email us if you like. You can reach us at bradandcourttalk at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at jindev and bradzb. Also, be sure to follow at Pure Fandom as well, just to keep updated on the latest articles that have been posted. You can also check out Pure Fandom on Facebook. And B, do you know what else is on Facebook? Uh, there is a group out there called Mermaid Lovers. I'm, I'm not looking that up. <laughs> No, it's, it's not. Nah. No, it's 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 a group for. Do people. they wear tails too? They do. They have tails on. There's it's the people who are for mermaid lovers in the world. Everyone who dreams of being a mermaid. Oh, that's so sweet. My niece would love that. Attacking people in the water. I guess I don't know. Hey, look! Don't come at them. No, no don't. <laughs> yeah, and don't come at them with fish either. They'll take it. Yeah. So what else is on Facebook? Well, we are on Facebook a couple of times. You can find our main group, Brad and Court Talk Pure Fan and Podcast Group, where we post just about everything under the sun that we happen to love talking about or watching different TV shows, different movies. Um, I think you recently posted something about Leprechaun. Uh, yes, I did. You did. And um, like just different things, like Infinity Wars is coming out next month. So everybody's pretty pumped for that. And I'm still excited for uh, Black Panther. <laughs> Yes, it is a good one. Uh, there's so much stuff coming out. Oh, oh, and a couple of binges I just finished on Netflix. I told Brad about you just finished 13 Reasons Why, right? Uh, yep. Okay, and I found a new show that I really liked. Uh, it's called On My Block. It is a teen drama. Leave me alone. But it's it's really good. And so good. Oh, and I finished Santa Clarita Diet already. Yeah. The second season. That's it was good. good. Okay. But let's jump back into the water because that's what we're talking about. This, yeah. So we're back in the water. See, this is what we do. This is what happens if you get on the main Facebook group. Uh, also, if you happen to like Van Helsing, you can check out our Van Helsing Facebook group over there too. Lots of great people over there. Sometimes the actors will drop by with dropping information. But like Brad said, we need to jump back into the water because mermaids abound. Um, tonight, we're here to talk to you about the premiere, the two-hour premiere of Siren. Uh, so tonight's uh, double episodes, it was the pilot, and the second episode was titled The Lore. And, of course, if you've seen the episode already, you know exactly what it was t- why it was titled The Lore. Well, we hope so you saw the, the episode because we're going to be talking about it. So if you haven't seen the episode, you better go watch it because we're, we're going to spoil it for you. So 
Exactly. We're going to talk about a lot of details. This is not our spoiler-free uh, review that like we did the last time. Like this is all full-on spoilers. So, get ready. So uh, for the pilot, it basically said the coastal town of Bristol Cove, once known for being home to mermaids, is turned upside down with the arrival of a mysterious girl. And um, for the lore, which we'll get into details later, uh, the second episode, the description was Ben and the North Star crew uncover a device emitting a strange sound. Ren, a.k.a. Mysterious Girl, finds shelter in the home of the local folklore expert, a.k.a. Helen. Yes, Helen. She knows much and she knows that there are many crazy things in the ocean that we've never seen before. Like the fishermen of the North Star, they came across one of those creatures, and it wasn't happy about being caught in their nets and didn't want to go out without a fight, doing some serious injury to one of the crew members. Yeah, all she wanted is she was just trying to get some fish, and she got caught up in their net. And got pulled up, and it's one of those things, and jumped over into the holding tank that they have. And... You know, they don't know what to do. They're like, we don't have any idea what we got. We got an injured crew member on board. We need to call in for help. Mm-hmm. As they're waiting on help to arrive, you hear the siren song start, and they all walk down to check out what's going on in the holding tank, and mm-hmm. suddenly, out of nowhere, a helicopter just drops in like it does. I like you do. And they're there to take out their injured crew member, Chris. Well, they're kind of like, yeah, we'll take Chris also. They're yeah, also, they're full on Navy SEALs. No, they're full on black helicopter people. That's they're they're not SEALs. They're just the black helicopter people. Well, mercenaries. Uh, well, you know, have you ever heard of the black helicopters? So um, this is a big conspiracy thing that a, there's these black helicopters that fly around and spy on people. They're not with any government agencies or anything like that because there's no markings on them of who they're from. And that's exactly what I took this as because later on, as we find out when they're trying to figure out what happened to Chris and they find out that no one actually sent out a helicopter for a medevac or anything. Mm-hmm. So there's no record of where they're from. So that was where I'm like, okay, this is a one of those groups of mysterious entities that just takes people and goes, and you can't really figure out what's happening. Because as we know, we, we find out that, yeah, they got another mermaid. Is That's what they took out. And they also have Chris, who's just basically stuck in – a drug-induced coma, for whatever reason that may be. Yeah, I'm surprised they kept him alive or they helped him. Like, they got what they wanted with the mermaid. Why why take Chris, too? Yeah, I got a theory about that. We'll jump on that later, a little bit later on. Okay. And as they all take off, we see a fin in the water, and we know there's another mermaid. Mm-hmm. Which takes us to the cove where Mermaid Days is happening. Because it is International Mermaid Day, and mermaids are a big deal in Bristol Cove. Um, so did you notice with the play, um, our lead, Ben, apparently his family, mm-hmm. as we learn later with Helen, but his family had you know, big connections with mermaids back then. Like one of the guys fell in love with a mermaid, but she didn't stick around. Well, you know, that how the, the victors write the history. Is that how it works? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. What you read is not necessarily what actually happened. I have to love the fact that these little towns like this have their own little uh, events and holidays and stuff like that. I would, uh, yes. I would so go I, to that if I could. Yeah. Like, I wish I lived in Stars Hollow, a.k.a. Gilmore Girls mm-hmm. Town. Like, they had a festival every week. Well, you know, some of those festivals are fun. Yes. We have a corn festival here uh, every year, but we eat corn. It's Midwest. That's what you get. So we know that Ben is the bad sheep of the family. 
Not necessarily. He just um, he has his own interests. Well, compared that don't to, include um, being paraded around for his pretty smile. Right. He's not. He's not uh, holding up the the family crest and doing what everybody, what mommy and daddy wants him to do. Yeah. He's like, I got a brother who can do that stuff for me. I'm good. I'm going to go over here and do this thing. Right. So we had some fishermen from the North Star who wanted to talk with Ben. Uh, seems they had been fishing for, with him for a while and try to tell him what happens, which is where we find out about there's no record from the evac of the ship. And, you know, they go to tell him that they caught a mermaid, basically. Ben doesn't want to believe anything they're saying, even though we found out Xander is one of his best friends that he's had for, for a while that he's been, you know, uh, fishing with for a long time. Mm-hmm. A little bit of a strain on that relationship right off the start. And you could kind of see that those two were going to butt heads for a little bit, but eventually you knew he's going to come around. Oh, totally. They take us over to the military base where we find out what the fishermen caught and we get our first look at the mermaid. And we also find out that the military has clearly been looking for these things for a long time. They mentioned a couple other anomalies that they had seen in the ocean. So they clearly know about these creatures. Mm-hmm. What was your first your initial reaction when you saw the mermaid? Um, it was like she wasn't what I, what I was initially expecting. I thought for some reason that we would see Ren, um, the the mysterious girl, mm-hmm. um, like the the because because she's been all the she's been in all the press that we've seen for Siren. So it was it was cool to see that there was there was another mermaid hanging around, and I was very interested to see how she might interact with the different people. Like they had her in the tank, of course, and her song seemed to be working on that one guy. Um, the one doctor, I didn't catch his name. Did you catch his name? Uh, no, not right off. Okay. Yeah. I'll keep an eye out for it, but like she seemed to be entrancing him already. Um, so, but like my first initial reaction was these bastards. Like I, I want them to go down immediately because they're hurting her. Well, what we find out, throughout the episode and i think it happens with the song they have to be focalized on like you know one person or a group of people because Mm -hmm. they he she only did it when he was by himself the doctor and that drew him in and then he couldn't get the song out of his head later on we know ren does that same thing to ben and he has the song stuck in his head as well and this goes back through the whole mythology of sirens which we if you caught our last podcast you find out that these are you know siren was originally kind of like a bird creature right um there were mermaids and then there were sirens sirens were um the bird-like creatures that could entrance you with their song but at some point in time they um they got conflated and mermaids and sirens became like one thing and it seems like that's what's going on on the show too like she, she is the mermaid but she'll entrance you with her voice right and even in history it was one was good and one was going to kill you so we have a good mix-up of things going on here oh yeah these ladies are dangerous they have teeth which we find out when they're at the the beach and this kid's going out on a paddleboard, which is <laughs> just that Jaws moment and waiting right there. Uh-huh. You're just like, yeah, dude, you're not going to happen that well. <laughs> yeah. And he's out there, you know, swimming on his little paddleboard. And up from the water comes a shark's head. And you see the <laughs> shark's eyes, dead eyes, doll eyes. Oh, man, that speech. <laughs> so, yes, and if you haven't seen Jaws, 
Look at the speech. I'm not going to do the whole thing. I like doing it. Yeah, it's like multiple times. 41 men into that water. Uh, anyhow. <laughs> <laughs> not this shark. This shark This shark did not fare well on this whatsoever. He, he messed with the wrong creature. He definitely. We find out this shark's head was pretty much bitten off with little small bite marks, which Ben uh, and his... Um, Ben and his girlfriend, Maddie, they can't figure out what type of predator is doing it. They may have a new predator in town, but they don't know what it is. Right. I think they said they thought maybe it was another shark or if it could have been an orca, but then the, like the small bites it made no sense. Yeah, a little, a little baby orca. <laughs> um. Like, I wonder if um, the mermaids, if they can use their song on other sea creatures. I don't know. That's something we can find out later at some point. Do they all get down there and, you know, under the sea, under the... No, probably not. <laughs> nah, no thingamabobs. No no flounder, no thingamabobs. Okay. Nah. We do have the same part, though, from The Little Mermaid. When we first meet Ren and she's walking down the street and she doesn't know how to use her feet or her legs because she's never had them before, which is also kind of an unnerving when you're driving home in the woods and a naked, clumsy girl comes stumbling out in front of you. Yeah, that's always cause for alarm. Yeah, it's nothing like a small fishing town when you call your doctor rather than calling 911 because they don't have it. Yeah, probably um, no 911 and any paramedic is probably volunteer or the doctor. Right, that would be my guess. Everybody's one person. (laughs) Yeah. I would call the fire department, but I'm the fire department. I can't do that. Yeah, because they have the sheriff, as we find out later. Mm -hmm. But why call the sheriff when you can just call doc? We got to talk a little bit about um, Eileen Powell, who plays Ren. Mm-hmm. Her movements on the as the character are amazing. Uh, yes, she puts that little otherworldly thing into it, and it just knocks it out. I mean, it's perfect acting. Yeah, like her her movements, um, like the like the, her. She has a, some amazing bone structure. We talked about this a little bit before, mm-hmm. but like her features, I won't say they're fish-like, but there's something exotic about the way she looks right. so that like the whole mermaid thing kind of fits. And I think it's, it's hilarious that she is the mermaid, AKA the fish out of water. Mm-hmm. Um, so she comes, she comes uh, uh, on land on dry land and she's trying to, kind of figure her way around and what different things mean like when ben first sees her she's she's buck naked because um like what clothes mean nothing to her she has the water and in her tail when she's in the water um and of course later when she's trying to communicate with ben and um and helen like they have to like teach her like words so that she can tell them exactly what it is that she's trying to do and what she needs well, yeah, right off the bat, too, you get the idea that how much of a predator she is, besides the fact that, you know, she goes home with Ben and then later leaves. She wakes up in a boat, has that Little Mermaid moment where she's wiggling her toes, and sees this pretty little rat just there, and she, you know, grabs the rat and being all nice to it, and you hear the crunch, and she has blood on her mouth, because, hey, she's got to eat. Yeah, there's that. And then there's that that innocence about her, too. Like when uh, she comes upon that one guy who attacks her eventually, like she she just gets in the car with him. Like she has it's it's she she doesn't know to be afraid. Yeah, that's after she steals the clothes, but she knows how to use a zipper. Uh-huh. Which I, th- I thought was kind of cool. Quick learner. Uh, she stumbles by Helen, who knows exactly what she is right off the bat. I have questions about Helen. 
Yeah. Um, could Helen be a former mermaid, maybe? Or maybe uh, she just knew them from having the stories passed down through her family. I think she just knew them. Uh, maybe she's seen them before. She she knew her on site. She got her first look at Ren, and she knew exactly who she was. Right. I just think she knows what to look for. Okay. That would be my guess. Yeah, I think more on Helen's going to come out at some point in the future. She she knows a lot. I if it's just passed down, maybe it's passed down, but she knows more than. Well, we find that out later. I mean, as she de- deals with Ren throughout the whole entire episode, how much she knows about him. Uh huh. Not only does she run a mermaid store, she's been doing this for a long time. Right, and she used to tell Ben and the other kids different stories about the mermaids until they grew up and thought, like, she was just telling uh, folk tales, mm-hmm. fairy tales. Right. And not only that, she was true. Maybe she hadn't seen, I don't, see, now I go back, I don't think she'd actually seen one before. I just think she knows what they are. Well, she, yeah, probably because I don't. I can't see there having been a mermaid around for a very long time. Right. Unless... Helen was once upon a time a mermaid. No. Oh, you're going to go that route? You think so? I'm saying I, you, you never know. Nah. Well. Although she didn't really react a lot to um, the lore later, but that's more so because um, Ren knew that that was her sister's cries. I, I think that somewhere in, we know that Ben's uh, grandfather was part of a legend. I think uh-huh. Helen's family is part of the legend also, which is why she knows that. She knows the real truth behind it. Because that was passed down. Well, yeah, that makes sense because at some point in time, we get to see Ben's parents. And, like, I think they're a lot more involved. Because don't they run that facility? Right. Or they don't run that facility. They don't run the facility, but they're higher up in the town. They're, you know, they're more, um, I I don't think he's a mayor or anything, but I think he's higher up. He's just, like, more towards the captain of the boat, basically. Which is I what I was like saying. They, with, I feel like his father definitely knows about mermaids. Well, which uh, that's what I mean with his um, grandfather being the captain of the boat. He's the one that wrote the story. Now, like you know, the the standard uh, uh, shipman that was on the boat when they were doing all this hunting and killing of the mermaids, his story doesn't go off. It's the same thing as like when Ben's talking to Xander and Xander's trying to tell him that, dude, we caught a mermaid, but no one's really listening to him because of his position would be kind of where I'm going with where somebody higher up like Ben's dad said, no, oh, there's a mermaid out there. People may listen a little bit more, which is I, why I think that Helen has something behind her. I think her family is in, injected into this lore that we're going to find out a little bit more on later on. Definitely. Um, after Ren steals some clothes, <laughs> she's wandering around and, runs across a guy who's, you know, well, she also gets her name from watching TV. This little kid's watching TV and has a, it had a, had a mermaid on it, basically. Mm-hmm. The seahorse was named Wren, and she did, I am Wren, which was <laughs> really creepy also. But then she steals a little helicopter and gets in the car with the guy who, right off the bat, you knew he was up to no good because... Yeah, she's not he's giving all, off bad vibes. Yeah, he's giving off bad vibes. He's, you know, stereotypical. She gets in the car with him. He makes a pit stop and things do not go his way at all, which is really good. 
Not at all. And even with the shark head, I did not expect what we were getting. Him going through the uh, front window. I I did not see that coming. She had like, a little good bit for of you, on her. Yeah. I mean, she's got some weight. And she had to take care of the little pedo guy. So he's done. It worked out for her, not for him. Mm-hmm. And she gets off uh, the No. Huh? Not at all. <laughs> oh, yeah. He didn't. That day did not go the way he thought it was going to go. She jumps out of the car. We find out that all of a sudden she's at the Marine place where Ben works and her skin is getting really dry and weird looking. I was kind of curious about that and I th- I have a theory on it, but I'm not positive <laughs> because it makes sense later on. Mm-hmm. So once she transforms into human form, I think the salt water breaks down her skin, right? That makes sense. Like uh, it would want to turn her back. Right. And she's close to the water. So there's the salt water in the air is basically the salt in the air is on her skin, which is why she was having all those issues when she was down at the Marina. Mm Because later on when she's at Helen's house, she's not really having that problem. She gets the seawater on her from the probe and freaks out a little bit, but then her skin grows back. See, that makes sense because initially um, with the probe, I wasn't sure if they had put something in there to, to burn her, but it makes sense that it would be just the seawater. And it also leaves a question of what happens if she stays out of water long enough? Does she remain human or can she change back or what? Like Helen? Yeah, like I, you're, <laughs> you're going on that Helen thing. I'm not, I'm, I, hey, I'm going to hang on to it for a little bit. I'm not with you on that Helen thing. Is anybody else with Courtney on the Helen thing? <laughs> Let us know. I want to know. I, what's your take on Helen? How do you go what with What is your background? theory about Helen's origins? Yes. Let us know. I'm really kind of curious on that. <laughs> so we find out that a fish shake is really tasty. Oh, um, oh, who else did a fish shake before? I feel like one of our girls did one. Um, Winona? Was that a fish shake? Eh, could have been. I can't yeah. remember. I Sounds love the gross. fact that when they were making the shake and you see Ren do that little sniffing thing with her nose. Uh-huh. And it was just like, that smells pretty good. I like that. The sea lions that they have there, what was it? Uh, Haley and Saika, I think, were the name of them. They all start roaring because clearly they know that a predator is in the area. That's your first sign right there. When the sea lions are scared of a little girl, mm-hmm. there's your sign. And the kids point out, it goes, it's her. <laughs> She's the problem. Or that's when Ben shows up to go talk to Ryan, uh, Ren, and she now has a new name, wants to help her with the skin issue. And while she's busy falling apart and Ben's out there looking for the med, she pulls herself outside, drags herself, which I found really interesting because she she had been there by the water long enough that she had broke down so she couldn't do anything. And that's mm-hmm. where I had the theory of, you know, her being by the water, that much water, it's just, it's pulling her back. Maybe it's that and hunger too. But she had to fish shake, so I don't know if necessarily, well, it could be hunger, but... I mean, how 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 good would that fish shake be? I mean, she had a whole shark. Well, it depends on how much she needs to eat. Right. I'm just saying that she has the the water is calling her back in. Yeah. And when the sea lions freak out, Ben, you know, looks for the monitors, sees her, and jumps into water to go save her. Which, yeah, her change back into a mermaid. Mm-hmm. That 
very painful change back, uh, reminiscent of the uh, uh, werewolf in London. Uh huh. The you know and how it hurts to change. It's not a pleasant little you know pop. I'm a werewolf, or pop. I'm a mermaid. It's a very painful thing, especially her legs growing back together. Oh God. Mm-hmm. That was really interesting. As we see later on when she comes back back on shore. Uh, comes back back on shore. I was double negative on that one. <laughs> she loses her tail. It just kind of flops off and falls onto the beach, which I found really interesting. So I was wondering if that would just decompose or fall away, which next thing you know, when next time anybody finds some weird thing on the beach, it could be a mermaid. Yeah, so she basically shed it like snake skin. Right. And goes to attack Ben and pretty much almost kills him. Uh, yeah. I think uh, later Helen tells him, like, mermaids are predators, and it it becomes even more evident when they're in their natural environment, when they're in the water. Like, they don't really care what kind of relationship you might have with them outside of the water, but in the water, you are food or you are prey. Yep, they see humans as prey, and their instinct is to kill. Yep. And that's when Helen also tells them about the family legacy. Yeah, dangerous. So Brad, um, Ben and Maddie's relationship is kind of interesting because Maddie's worried about Ben, who hasn't called after last being seen with a young woman. Bad form, Ben. Bad form. <laughs> As he jumps on a boat and heads off fishing with Xander. <laughs> like, dude, you really just were helping some young woman and not talking to your girlfriend after that, huh? Cold. You can just say, hey, I'm going out fishing. <laughs> <laughs> I he had reasons. I he couldn't. You couldn't send a text. No, nothing. No, like Brad. Hmm? When you see a mermaid for the first time and she attacks you, you tell me that you do what you're supposed to do. Well, he had plenty of time. He went to see Helen, talked. He, you know, thought I'll go out on a fishing boat with Xander. Plenty of time to call her. I'm just well, saying. he wasn't thinking straight. He was thinking, find out more information about this mermaid who is suddenly in existence, and then find her. And at that point in time, he'd heard her song, right? Yes, he had. He heard her song. So when he she first was in her. his head. Okay. When I see a mermaid next in the Midwest of the United States, <laughs> here in the middle of the cornfields, uh-huh. I will let you know at some point. Okay. It might show up in a lake. You never know. If it show, yeah, I'll show up. <laughs> Streams happen. So, this pretty sad mermaid right there, and the leg stuck, <laughs> landlocked in the middle of the site. Yeah, Poor uh, thing. Can't go anywhere. Oh. We find out that Rin actually does come back again. You know, she lost that tail, but she's pretty awesome at throwing a spear. Oh my god! Well, that and stealing clothes. Same clothes from the same lady. He's like, "No, you're not stealing my clothes." Oops, no, you can take him. And she heads back to Ben's house and sees a photo of Maddie. Ben is the worst boyfriend ever. But, you know, she at least knows who Maddie is in the, in the relationship with Ben. I guess, it's, you know, sees a picture. Yeah, they know each other. Could be their uh, next. Yeah. Could be their something. Wren shows back up at Helen's place, and Helen promptly kicks the lady out of the uh, building that was shopping there. And she tries to explain in gestures what's going on. Does mm-hmm. a little breaking apart of a piece of art work there with two mermaids in it Aww. and is looking for a mermaid who isn't having a good times. The other one's in the military being kind of tortured basically. Uh-huh. 
out at sea, Xander and his dad are looking for the mermaids. They see something coming up. Ben is, they're getting ready to shoot them, but Ben makes them stop, and then he promptly dives underneath the boat, like one does, to figure out what was caught up in the screw, their propeller. It's called a screw. Ben is rather reckless, I see. Ben is very reckless, especially after he was attacked already by a mermaid. Yeah, he has no idea. I'm just going to jump in there and check it out. Maybe we're hurt or maybe it's hurt or something. So is that just his natural state or is that her song over overriding common sense? I think it's his natural state. Okay. Because he's trying to, he's protecting the animals as it is. Anyhow, and he kind of sees, it's, if it's a mermaid, it's in the water. He's trying to help out. And they thought something got stung, uh, tangled up underneath the boat. So that's why he was going to help. Okay, makes sense. And they were right. It was a probe that had a interesting uh, recorded message on it from the other mermaid that's being tortured by the military. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I wonder why they put that in the water. Well, to try to attract more. Like, at the beginning of it, when they said they had some other anomalies in the water, they know they're looking for this stuff. I wonder how many more it could possibly be. Well, more than two. <laughs> uh, for sure. We still have to get the king. Is it a king? Are they nomadic? Did they did they just travel? <laughs> or, or the queen. The queen. Well, we don't know how they travel. Do they travel in little family packs or do they travel in uh, solo a lot or are there big groups or is there, you know. Uh, they the... probably travel in family packs, um, maybe more than two, uh, because at one point in time, uh, Ren calls the other mermaid her sister. Right. So it's definitely uh, some kind of family going on. Maybe those two were traveling further away looking for food. Maybe. I think that um, Maddie actually says like that, that at one point in time that this is why the mermaids came closer. They were trying to find food. And if we remember, that's how the initial mermaid got caught. Like she got caught up in the nets while she was trying to catch the fish. No, they said that about the sea lions. The sea lions were at a 30 miles out or something because they were trying to find food. Well, yeah, and that, that would probably be true of the mermaids, too. Right. That's how they ended up getting caught. Gotcha. Right. Now, with Ren at Helen's place, she's trying to get something to eat, which is the most hilarious thing ever. She's trying all sorts of stuff, like oranges and apples and almost breaks a jar of olives. Uh-huh. Before Helen that goes... That a big jar. Oh, yeah. That was a huge jar. Before Helen goes on a serious shopping spree for every piece of fish in the coastal land. Uh-huh. Yeah. That was a hefty bill, I think. Well, they live in the right area for it. They live on the coast. Yeah, I wish I lived there. I don't have any of that stuff. I can get her some corn for my lake mermaid. That's I'll send you some crabs. I'll send you guys some crabs. <laughs> ben goes and confronts his dad about the family's history and tries to get the real story from him, only to have his dad say that Charles is a little bit mentally unstable, among other things. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. Xander and his uh, other friend had taken the probe back home to try to get some more information out of it since it had a video camera in it and a couple other things. And they find out the probe is gone, leaving them to think that the military came and got it. That or something else happened. His roommate does not trust Ben at all. No, I wouldn't trust him either. Come on. Really? No, why would you trust him? Because, you know, he hasn't been fishing with him at all for the longest time. He had never been fishing with that guy. He, you know, finds out about the probe, and next thing you know, he takes it, and they don't know anything else. We find out later on that, you know, Ben did take the probe. 
I wouldn't trust him with anything. If he's going to steal the probe from you and not say anything, nope, not mm-hmm. trusting you. You're on your own, dude. Brad, for reasons. I know, but you, you gotta, you, you can't take it and then go, oh, yeah, by the way, I took it. <laughs> well, it worked for Xander. It did. And they have an interesting thing going on. That's the only reason why it worked, but uh, turning the probe on really brings out the reaction in Ren as we see her sister having something extracted from her. It looked really painful. I don't know why we're taking spinal fluid or whatever they were doing. See, now, w- with that whole scene, that was interesting because, like you said, we, it got the wildest reaction out of her. Like, she tore out of that room. But um, I thought the recording was them actually putting her in that um, in the tank. Like, her, maybe her arrival or her first encounter with them. And they recorded that to lure in the other mermaids. Like, it was, it was, hard, it was hard to listen to. Either. And then I felt so bad for her because when she finally got out, like she thought her sister was in the probe somewhere. Right. Yeah. She has no idea. She's like, I don't understand what you're trying to tell me. Yeah. It's what like, sound? I, I don't know what sound. Yeah. What was this? Um, when Ben goes to take the probe back to Xander, they go to the mm-hmm. uh, anchor, which is a great name for a bar by the ocean. Just saying. Maddie <laughs> stays in the truck with uh, Ren and gets a little sniff test. And you could kind of see Ren looking at her hair and her neck and kind of, I, I thought she was looking for gills. I thought so too. Because she's trying to figure out, you know, she has no idea how she's actually probably breathing. <laughs> so, Like, how do you function outside of the water? I don't understand. And she's intrigued by Maddie's raven feather tattoo. Mm-hmm. So she explains some of the things that are made up and others are real. You know, and I'm the whole moment that she's doing that, I'm thinking, yeah, a few hours ago, Maddie, mermaids were made up, and now they're real. Right. Interesting. Yeah. Cal might come around. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. So they're walking back to Helen's, and Ben asked Ren what she would do when she finds her sister, to which I think going home would be the smart thing to do. And when uh-huh. f- that's when we flash over to the other doctor uh, watching her sister. And you can only imagine that he is going to end up trying to help them out in some way. Yeah, because he's under her spell. All right, they're setting the stage for it. It's going to happen. Rin is checking out some things in Helen's house as Helen's sleeping. And see- she sees the pages of the murder of the mermaids and also finds a knife. Mm-hmm. Maddie tells Ben about how Rin had this unique quality about her and just kind of drew her to her to which okay. meant the same thing. It's like, yeah, I can kind of see that. She just, you know, pulled me in basically. Yeah. See, I was waiting for like, at some point, like, of course this is Ben's girlfriend and you can tell that he's drawn to Ren, but like she was never jealous about it. She doesn't seem like she's jealous about like that pull that she has because she feels that same pull. Yeah, and I think as both marine uh, biologists, I think they're both having that same thing. It's like, this is a mermaid. This is like the coolest thing we could ever find. <laughs> so, that, And she has amazing chemistry with both of them. Right, and that's kind of what I actually liked as actors, too. They all seem to click a lot. I mean, it, yes. it really worked out. There was no weird, awkward things. Now, I don't know. We have some awkward things with Chris, but, you know, he's just sleeping the whole time, so we don't know about him. Yeah, yeah, he's been sleeping. You can't blame <laughs> him yet. He's been sleeping a lot. <laughs> They overhear Maddie's dad, who's awful as a sheriff, by the way. I don't know if we ever brought that up. Talking mm-hmm. to the coroner that they found non-human blood at the murder scene. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. 
Yeah, and those marks on the dude's neck, which kind of match uh, what our dude Ben has. Right. And then last thing we know is Helen isn't a very good caretaker. Because <laughs> we see Ren walking down the middle of the street with a knife. Well, the woman's got to sleep sometime. I guess so, but you lock your door. She probably couldn't get out of it, but... That and hide all the knives. Leaves you to go. Where's going to happen now? She's walking down the street. I can see her getting pulled over by Maddie's father or something like that. It's not going to go well. Like, but does she really need a knife? She can use her bare hands or her teeth. Again, we saw what she did to that dude. Was it Donnie? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Donnie didn't do out so well. He, he's he's done. He, he bled out. No, he didn't bleed out. He, he got his neck snapped or something like that. Anyhow, he did worse. He went to go with the windshield. All right. You got anything else in this one? No, just a, a very good start to the season. Looking forward to seeing where it goes. Definitely. I am too. Well, if you aren't there already, head on over to purefandom.com and check out some of the other killer articles posted there. You can check out some of our older podcasts for uh, Van Helsing, The Magicians, mess it up, Channel Zero, Candle Cove, Channel Zero, No End House, and Channel Zero, Butcher's Block, which we just finished up. Van Helsing, Winona Earp, 12 Monkeys, and a whole bunch more. There are also a lot of awesome writers over there putting out some amazing work. Absolutely. And uh, we're also now covering Krypton over at Sci-Fi, so make sure you check that out, too. And hopefully we we get something for Cloak & Dagger. I believe that is premiering in June. And April 2nd, we're going to cover The Crossing. It looks very good. Uh, also, I think it's available right now. Uh, you know how they do the free premieres or they do a, um early premiere for different shows? Right. Uh, it's available right now on Vudu. I didn't check Amazon or iTunes, but it's probably available there right now if you want to get it, look at the pilot. And it's pretty good. I've seen it already maybe two times, and I'm definitely going to watch it again. Yes, it, it's def- good. Definitely check it out. It's going to be good. We're going to be covering it. It'll be awesome. So if you have any thoughts or comments about this episode for Sirens, please let us know in the comments below or hit us up on the Twitter or Facebook page or drop us an email. Like, do you agree with my possible theory that Helen was a mermaid once upon a time? Or are you on Brad's uh, side where she possibly has some kind of connection through her family line with stories being passed down? See, that makes sense, too. But she's like really into Ren. I, she knows stuff. I'm just saying, so just let us know. Uh, she knows things. She yeah, drinks she, and knows things. She drinks and knows things. Uh, Brad, and, <laughs> Brad and Court Talk at gmail.com for the email. Or hit us up on yes. Facebook or Twitters or whatever. Let us know which team are you on. <laughs> team Helen is a mermaid or team Helen's family helped the mermaids. There you go. Or both. Or both. So, all right. Until next time. And until next time, if you're trying to hide a mermaid in your apartment, uh, tell her to keep it down. That's it for this episode. Head on over to purefandom.com for more awesome content.